As of the typing of these words, there are 22 days until the solstice, when our portion of the world will slowly begin illuminating a little more each day. This is November 29th, and this is the 333rd day of this year. What significance might there be in the number 4,444? Stick around for enough editions of Charlottesville Community Engagement, and that figure will likely show up. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, tracking the trivial and monitoring the memorable. On today's show, Charlottesville's Planning Commission gets a look at the preliminary capital budget for fiscal year 23. The University Transit Service returns to full capacity on its buses. And more news about the transition team of Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin. Let's begin today with two Patreon-fueled shoutouts. The first comes from a longtime supporter who wants you to know, today is a great day to spread good cheer. Reach out to an old friend, compliment a stranger, or pause for a moment of gratitude to savor a delight. The second shout out comes from a more recent supporter who wants you to go out and read a local news story written by a local journalist, whether that be The Daily Progress, Charlottesville Tomorrow, Seville Weekly, CBS 19, NBC 29, or WINA, or some other place I've not mentioned, the community depends on a network of people writing about the community. Go learn about this place today. As the week begins, the Virginia Department of Health reports a seven-day average of 1,377 new cases a day, and the seven-day percent positivity is at 6.1%. On Friday, the VDH reported the first fatality of a child from multi-system inflammatory syndrome associated with COVID. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 55 new cases reported today, and a seven-day percent positivity of 5.8%. There have been two more fatalities reported in the district since Wednesday. Last week, the Jefferson-Madison Regional Library entered into a partnership with the Virginia Department of Health to distribute at-home COVID-19 testing kits. The pilot program offers rapid antigen tests that are guided by a virtual assistant. Here's a section from the press release. The test kits must be used away from the library via an internet-connected device with a camera, including smartphones, with digital test results available within 15 minutes. Library staff cannot assist with administering tests, and tests cannot be taken inside any JMRL location. For more information, visit jmrl.org. Today marks the first day in a year and a half that passengers on University Transit Service buses will board from the front door. UTS has ended rules that required riders to board from the middle door. Capacity restrictions have also been dropped, meaning buses will be able to fill to standing. However, masks and facial coverings are still mandatory. The University Transit Service will also restore service to McCormick Road, with stops at Garrett Hall and Monroe Hall. That service had been dropped to help UTS with a driver shortage due in part to the capacity restrictions. Visit the UTS website to learn more. And to learn more about transit, consider attending the Regional Transit Partnerships meeting on Thursday at 4 p.m. On the agenda is a look at the Regional Transit Vision Plan that is in development by the Thomas Jefferson Planning District. Jaunt buses returned to 100% capacity earlier this year. 
There are a few local names on what Virginia Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin is calling his transition landing teams. Here's a section from a press release that went out on Wednesday. The landing teams that will coordinate with the cabinet secretaries from the current administration and conduct due diligence across all agencies so that the Yunkin administration will hit the ground running and begin delivering promises on day one. Senator Emmett Hanger of the 24th Senate District will serve on the Agriculture and Forestry team, and Delegate Rob Bell of the 58th House District is on the Education team. Bell will also serve on the Public Safety and Homeland Security team. Senator Bryce Reeves of the 17th Senate District will be on the Veterans and Defense Affairs team. For the full list, take a look at the full press release. There's a link in the newsletter. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's third subscriber-supported public service announcement, the Charlottesville Jazz Society at seavillejazz.org is dedicated to the promotion, preservation, and perpetuation of all that jazz. And there's no time like now to find a time to get out and watch people love to play. The Charlottesville Jazz Society keeps a running list of what's coming up at seavillejazz.org. Sign up for their newsletter today. One long segment today, the Charlottesville Planning Commission got a look last week at a preliminary budget for the Capital Improvement Program for fiscal years 2023 through 2027. Council will vote next spring to approve the first year of spending, but decisions for future years would be for future versions of council. But first, what is a Capital Improvement Program? Chrissy Hamill is a Senior Budget and Management Analyst for the City of Charlottesville. It's basically a five-year financing plan um, that contains infrastructure-type projects that usually cost more than $50,000. They're generally non-recurring and non-operational, and they generally have a useful life of five years or more. Major items are usually funded by the debt that the city takes on in the form of bond sales. Investors front the money in exchange for a steady and guaranteed return. Like Albemarle County, Charlottesville has a triple-A bond rating that is both attractive to investors and has a low interest rate. The latter results in a lower debt service payment for the city. We are actually part of a very small group of localities that are have that rating. Um, it is the premier marker of a locality's um, uh, financial stability and strength. In recent years, Council has increased the amount of spending on affordable housing initiatives, directly funding redevelopment of public housing and Friendship Court. In the past budget cycle, Council also expressed a willingness to fund the configuration of city schools. We had a placeholder in for that project at $50 million, and based on Council's direction from a meeting in October, that has now been increased from 50 to $75 million. The funding has been moved up from FY25 to FY24. We also know that in doing this, that there will be a need for significant revenue enhancements to afford the additional debt service that will be required. 
Revenue enhancements can be translated as tax increase, and Hamill has previously told counsel and the public that the equivalent of a 15-cent increase on the property tax rate may be required to cover the cost. There's the possibility of the next General Assembly allowing Charlottesville voters to decide on a sales tax increase with proceeds going towards schools. Even with that possibility, the city may not be able to make any new investments after these years for some time. We know that our debt capacity will be exhausted for some period of time. In the current fiscal year, debt service is just under 5% of the $192.2 million general fund budget. That amount does not include the amount of general fund cash that is transferred to the capital improvement program for capital projects. The debt service payment will increase. The plan put before put before uh, you has debt service basically doubling from um, just over $10 million to just over $20 million within a very short period of time, about four years. A draft of the next capital improvement program won't be officially presented to council until late February or early March. Hamill documented several other revisions to the preliminary capital budget. At council's direction, $18.25 million in city funds for the West Main streetscape were transferred to the school reconfiguration project, as well as $5 million from a parking garage on 7th and Market Street. In December of 2018, a previous city council signed an agreement with Albemarle County to provide parking as part of a multi-million dollar project to locate a joint general district court downtown. Subsequent councils have opted to not build a new parking garage to honor the terms of that agreement. Here's Chris Engel, the city's economic development director. We don't have any specifics right now. We're in the midst of conversation with the county about um, the fact that we're not going to build a structure and um, what the agreement leaves them with regard to their options and trying to figure out what's going to work best for both parties. Pre-construction of the court's facility is underway. You can take a look at all of those details on page 19 of the latest report from Albemarle's Department of Facilities and Environmental Services. There's a link in the newsletter. Another adjustment in the city's preliminary capital improvement program is additional funding for a comprehensive plan for the Parks and Recreation Department. This would be to look at Parks and Rec programs. This is not the normal master, the park per se, master planning process. This is more of a programmatic uh, master plan. There are also programs for drainage issues at Oakwood Cemetery and McIntyre Park, as well as funding to assist the removal of dead ash trees in the city. Council has also approved a housing plan earlier this year that asks for $10 million a year on affordable housing initiatives. Hamill said not all of that funding for that initiative would come from the Capital Improvement Program budget. City Council will review the Charlottesville Affordable Housing Fund at its meeting on December 6th. Another item not in the capital budget at this time is private funding for a sidewalk on Stribling Avenue. Southern Development has offered to loan the city nearly $3 million to cover the cost of the project as part of a rezoning in the Fry Spring area. The Charlottesville Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on the preliminary capital improvement program on December 14th. Finally today, I'll remind you that the second shout-out for today specifically asked you to check out a local news story. 
Here's one to get you started. Last week, Carly Haynes of CBS 19 reported on the intersection of Preston Avenue and Grady Avenue in Charlottesville. Charlottesville was awarded $7.7 million in a smart scale project to alter the intersection earlier this year. You can learn more about the greater area in Carly Haynes' report from November 23rd. There's a link in the newsletter. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement for November 29th, 2021. Thanks to everybody for listening, and I really do hope that you had a relatively decent holiday these last few days, and I do hope that the rest of this year will go great for as many people as hear this as possible. And I also, though I do have to say that I hope as many people as possible will consider supporting this program. The way that you can do that today, the the favorable way, uh, is to make a recurring Patreon payment. You can do that at uh, $5, $10, $25, or more. There are some folks who who are contributing that, and I really have to thank them. And of course, I am working on a project uh, to do that at the moment, which which is uh, really forcing me to go back and take a look. You hear me talk about these shoutouts. Well, for $25 a month, you can get up to four shoutouts uh, across uh, all of the various things that I am doing here at Town Crier Productions. What I'm doing this month is I'm sending everybody a receipt for how many different people have listened to all of that. There's quite a lot of you reading and listening, and of course, I do hope that there's more in the future. So please do forward this on to somebody else if you think they would be interested. Uh, uh, And again, thank you very much. I'm very humbled by all of the support that I have received to date. And let's hope I can keep doing this uh, this time next year. Let's, uh, Let's all aim for that. Thanks again to everybody. Stay safe out there, and we'll be back tomorrow with another installment of the program as we are one day closer to more light.